the In Conversation podcast series with author Nigel Beckles. Welcome to the podcast. Get ready for takeoff. Welcome to another episode of my In Conversation podcast series. My guest today is founder of Yvonne J's Self-Discovery, a counsellor, soul guidance coach and author, Yvonne J. Douglas. Hello Yvonne, welcome to my podcast series. How are you? Very well, thank you. Thanks for having me on your podcast. You are most welcome. So how have you been occupying your time since the advent of the shutdown, or the lockdown I should say? How have I been occupying myself? I've been taking very long walks in the park as a form of exercise, because I normally exercise, but um, walking in the park has been really great for me, for my mental well-being, just for my physical fitness as well. I've been doing a lot of meditating, just being still and um, doing some yoga and buying lots of plants and seedlings and getting into Mother Earth more and doing some work as well, obviously, seeing clients and just kind of sitting back. And also, um, as a a sort of spiritual leader, I've been doing some Facebook Lives as well in just guiding people um, around this time on what what it is they need to do or, you know, in order to not feel so fearful, but to to just kind of be at peace with themselves as much as possible and not not give in to fear, because fear is very low low vibrating energy, isn't it? So, yeah, that's what I've been doing, really, just really doing a lot of self-care for myself. It was my birthday as well last week, so... um, That day was spent doing lots of pampering and having a Zoom party, but yeah, so I've been really taking care of myself and just chilling a lot. So what does a Zoom party consist of? <laughs> it's a bit like having a Zoom meeting, isn't it? But so you invite all your friends and on Zoom and you play your music and your music comes through your your laptop and, um, it, and then they can hear your music and you all dance together in, in your... In your in your living rooms or wherever it is that you want to dance and it, it was really fun <laughs> a lot of fun a lot of fun well i have heard of these zoom parties taking place i, I was just intrigued by the concept i know it's um i think it's amazing what we can do when we when we're out of our comfort zone and what we can come up with in order to you know make the best of a, a situation and for those of us that love to kind of get together and dance and celebrate our birthdays, I think a Zoom party is, is amazing. You know, it, a lot of my friends enjoyed it so much they want me to do another one. <laughs> uh-huh. Must have been a good party <laughs> then. <laughs> and I also think I've discovered that I can, I'm a pretty good DJ. <laughs> well, I have seen some budding DJs on my newsfeed on Facebook, but that's another story. So tell exactly. me about yourself, Yvonne. Where did you grow up? So I grew up in East London, um, not far from Stratford, and I've, I'm still in East London, actually. Yeah, so I've been here all, ooh, all my life, really. <laughs> so what were your favourite subjects at school? Did you have any particular subjects that you really liked or you excelled at? I loved English, English language and literature. I think I enjoyed literature more. And um, I also enjoyed drama and music yeah those were my favorites i used i also liked religious studies yes i enjoyed i enjoyed that subject actually 
not not many people chose it, but I chose it as a as one of my um, what do you call them? Yeah, one of my subjects anyway. Yeah, so religious studies. Yeah, that was one of them. Okay, and then I understand you went on to university. So what did you study there? So I didn't. I was a mature student for university. So when I left school, I became a secretary. Um, I did a YTS scheme became a secretary and I worked my way up into the secretarial world up until I became an executive assistant. So I was doing that for all of my adult life really until I turned just just 40 or something like that. I decided to have a career change but that career change came as a result of a a mental breakdown um, or emotional breakdown ending up in rehab, coming out of there and then having a career path change. And so I went to university to study counselling. I see. So would you say that your breakdown was a life-changing experience for you? Oh, definitely. Absolutely. It was was a bit like a rebirth, really, because the breakdown made me look within at the, the issues that were plaguing my life, I had I had many things going on for me, you know, lots of depression from a very young age. And, you know, everything just sort of culminated at this point where I had a breakdown, ended up in rehab and looked within and found so many of the answers as to why I was so unhappy. And um, studying to be a counsellor was, it was like the step in the direction of my purpose. And I thoroughly enjoyed doing that degree to the point where I got first class honours. I really enjoyed it because I feel that it was it is my passion and it is my purpose and it was a subject that I just immersed myself in. Your experience of having the breakdown, is there a direct connection between the breakdown and then you deciding to go and study counselling? Yes, I think so because it all happened straight pretty much straight after. When I had the breakdown and went to rehab, when I went back to work it it just didn't feel right being back you know, at work as a secretary, I always struggled being there anyway. It was, I found it boring, it wasn't challenging anymore. And um, what the therapist that I was seeing at the time, when I was explaining this, this to him, he says, well, why don't you, why don't you leave? And at the time I was thinking, oh gosh, you know, actually, I, I just couldn't, I just couldn't, I just didn't fit in there anymore. It just didn't feel right. And prior to, I think some years before that I had done an introduction to counselling course anyway. And the the prospect of studying counselling for me was so exciting. It just felt like, yeah, this is what I need to do. Um, Even before I went to rehab, I actually had some years of counselling. And in in those sessions, I learned so much. I, I learned a lot about myself again. And, you know, I also felt that that was part of my my learning, not just about myself, but also learning about counselling. So it all it all felt right. It just felt like it was it was time to take that step and go in the direction of my soul, my soul's purpose. My soul was sort of calling me into that direction. And I think having that breakdown was needed. It was necessary because sometimes we have to break down before we can get back up and, you know, move forward. Well, that is very true for many of us. Your Mm. book, Hungry for Love, was first published in 2011 and a revised edition was published in 2013. What inspired you to write the book? So, because of all the stuff that I'd been through 
Um, and sometimes I used to share my story because I used to go to the anonymous fellowships, AA and NA, not NA, I went to AA and OA over each of anonymous. So I used to, sh- you know, share your story, your truth, your hope. And, and I used to talk about my story to people, obviously, and people were felt very inspired by what I spoke about. And um, I, I used to get very real in those in those rooms. I would just, like, pour my heart out in there, you know. But um, So I got real, and people were very inspired by my authentic self. And also, um, I was studying to the access course, and um, so that would allow me to get my degree. And my tutor, when she read my essay, because we have to do a 6,000-word essay, and I wrote it on the subject of addiction, and she said, this is amazing. She said, you have a natural knack for writing. And I said, do I? She said, yes, and you should get this essay published. Um, I didn't get the essay published as such, but I took on board what she said about my writing, saying that I had a natural knack for writing, and I just thought, right. I got some advice from my sponsor whilst I was in the fellowship and he sort of made a suggestion, why don't you write a book then about your story? So I married the two together, the inspiring stories I told people, the writing, put the two together and decided, yeah, let me write this book and see how many people I can help and inspire. So how long did it take you to write the book? I think it took me about three years. Yeah, it was it was a big project in the making yeah about three years it took me and what is your book about so basically it's about my journey it's so yes about my journey so I talk about my childhood and all the things I experienced the feelings I experienced the emotions the the traumas that I went through and how I managed to work my way through all of that how I got on in my marriages I was married twice my relationship with my children, with my mother, with my father, and all the all the stuff in between, and the de- depression, the addiction, and how I finally worked my way through. So basically, and the reason why I called it Hungry for Love was because actually I, I married it up with the fact that I had a eating a food addiction, hungry, always hungry, always eating, when actually what I was really looking for was self-love. I was hungry for love, not for food, but for love. And going on that journey within helped me to kind of really find that for myself. So how were you inspired to become a soul guidance coach? And what does that entail? So on the journey of really like self-discovery and getting rid of my issues, the more I found I got rid of my issues and the layers of onion kept coming away, coming away, I kept I realized I was kind of remembering who I was on a soul level. And I realized that um, I'm an empath. I'm also a starseed and I am very psychic and I have spiritual gifts. And all these things started to kind of flood through once I got rid of a lot of my issues. But it's like it made space for all that spiritual stuff to come through and shine through. And um, at first, it was something that I kind of was a bit dubious about, but I kept an open mind and I just started experiencing all these different spiritual phenomena. So I started to embrace that and tied it up with my counseling skills and 
then started learning some spiritual skills as well. So um, I learned the chem energy healing, which is very much like Reiki, but it's a bit more powerful than Reiki. And then I started to learn shamanic skills as well. And I've felt all together, I, I offered these modalities to, to help people as well as coaching, because I also did the coaching course just before I did the counselling course. So all of those skills together um, has culminated in me being um, a healer of the soul. You mentioned being an empath. You also mm. mentioned uh, the word starseed. So how would you describe an empath and what is a starseed? So an empath, there are many types of empaths. Um, and, well, not many, there's about five different types of empaths. So you might have a familiarity, you might be called to more um, plants or animals or people or the earth. You have a strength empath. It's a bit like our different senses. So an empath might be more inclined to people. I'm sort of one. The type of empath I am, um, I'm very much encompass all of those, which then makes me makes me a starseed. And a starseed is my where I I don't come from. My my soul doesn't come from the earthly plane, the earthly realms. It comes from a different sort of what do you call part of the universe. So Pleiades, the cluster of Pleiades, is that's where my star descends from. So an empath is a highly sensitive soul. It's more sensitive than your ordinary person, or I wouldn't even call it ordinary person, but more, yeah, just more sensitive than general Joe blogs. So you feel things more deeply. You have a deeper connection to either the animals or the plants or to people or to feelings and other people. For me... I can so which really helps with my work as a counsellor, I can pick up on other people's feelings. Sometimes I can tell that somebody needs to wants to cry even before they recognise it in themselves. I'm also a, a human lie detector, so I can always tell when people are being dishonest, not just with me, but with themselves as well. I don't always call people out, but I always know. So those are some of the traits of being an empath. And I've described all of that as well in my new book that's due to come out this year. And what's your new book going to be called? It's going to be called Journey of a Starseed. Well, that sounds interesting. When is it due mm. to be published? This year. Um, hopefully by the, by September, depending on how this all this lockdown situation mm. pans out. But hopefully by, um, by September, yeah. So you've trained as a counsellor, you're also a soul guidance coach. Do you combine those skills together, either in your yes. counselling or in your soul guidance coach role? Yes, generally they are combined. In my, in my um, soul guidance coach role, I call myself a healer of the soul or the starseed alchemist. And um, when I see people um, in that role, everything gets rolled into that, all my skills people will benefit from when I'm just doing counseling generally a lot of the people that come to me are also on a spiritual journey so they will get some of the spiritual stuff as well because it suits them I work with people very holistically and if that's what's called for for them then it, it that will also be employed into the sessions so what type of issues do people come to you with what are they trying to resolve Okay, so a lot of them are trying to resolve childhood trauma. A lot of people come to me because they've just come out of a 
relationship and they're struggling, a broken relationship. Some people come to me because they have issues with their mothers or their fathers. Um, people come with addiction problems, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, lack of purpose. Generally, those are the main things that people come to me for. But And, yeah, and sometimes people don't necessarily realise where all their stuff stems from. So they may come to me because they're struggling with uh, something in the workplace. And some people have come to me for that as well because depression or anxiety as well. And when we look back, a lot of it all definitely stems from childhood. Well, that's a wide range of issues. How do you measure mm. your success rate with your clients? The success rate is how they feel when they finished with me um, and where they're at. And so when generally when my clients are finished with me, they report feeling much better. Depression has gone. They would have come off their antidepressants. They will no longer be anxious or much less anxious. They'll feel a lot happier in moving forward with their life. They may have changed jobs because they've had the, the sessions with me and now realizing that the job that they were doing isn't what they really wanted to do. So there's a lot of ways of seeing the success and their relationships will improve with with their family members, with friends, but ultimately their relationship improves with themselves. Well, Yvonne, that sounds very interesting. How can people contact you? Okay, so my website is www.yvonnejdouglas.com and on pretty much all social media handles, Yvonne J. Douglas. And my phone number is 07415 834 579. Yvonne J. Douglas, author and soul guidance coach, thank you very much for your time. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Thank you for listening. Please join me for another In Conversations podcast very soon for more interesting and entertaining discussions. Stay safe.